Hi, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Sarah, and today I will be talking about the father wound and healing the divine masculine. So, without further ado, grab your brew, witches and wizards, or anyone, even all of you muggles. <laughs> And join me as we discuss uh, the topic. Um, since this video is posted like super close to Halloween, happy Halloween! I'm not gonna be wearing the hat because it kind of looks weird and I'm gonna be working on it so it looks better. But for now, we will just talk. You and me and the brew. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. So it's gonna be a deep one. Um, I feel like a lot of people, at least from what I've seen, from uh, like a lot of energy forecasts and um, astrology forecasts that like the collective is working on the masculine and healing masculine stuff and father and anything related to like man and in a relationship with the masculine so i'm not exempt <laughs> and i've been feeling it for a while so these videos have come as like a confirmation for me so it's been great <laughs> it's been very deep um but i like it i like very intense shadow work um so i'm gonna be of course reading from the paper, yes, it's back and forth. Um, I'm gonna try to <clears throat> be really fast about it, but I had a lot to say. Maybe if it turns out to be like a really long video, then I'll just slice it. Slice! That's my video editing, that's how it happens. <laughs> oh man, that would be sick. Honestly, I would like to see someone just make a skit out of that and it won't be me okay so i'm trying to get comfortable but it's not happening okay so um how it started for me the whole father wound thing like my my history my own personal story um and that's how i like to do my podcasts i just like to share like my own my own story basically because um, as you know stories are powerful and they are very transformational so it started at super early um, I was born in Lebanon and I was born during the last years of the 15-year war that stopped like in 92 or somewhere early 90s um, and dad left Lebanon to go work to, uh, in Abu Dhabi when I m must have been like one year old. That's what my mom told me because I clearly don't remember. Um, so my grandpa stepped in to help my mom and so he was very present like in, in the house and he became my father figure, my first father figure on which I could imprint imprint no um on which I could attach and form a bond with so I was pretty 
fortunate in that way. Um, so formed an attachment, formed a bond with my grandpa. And I have an anecdote, actually, when I must have been like two years old or something. My dad would visit very, uh, very regularly from Abu Dhabi. And um, so he, I guess he got back from the airport and he was knocking at the door. And my mom opens the door and she was holding me in her arms. And I just look at that person, my dad, my real dad. I just look at that person and go like, mommy, who is this? So I guess it really imprinted on me, this story, because it's so powerful how like I just didn't know who my dad was until later. Um, so that was very interesting. And um, yeah, so my grandpa was my father figure until like the age of three and a half which I will tell you what happened. Um, but yeah, my grandpa, he was a source of protection and safety and security. I would sleep next to him. He was warm, it was nice. He was my best friend. We would play. Um, yeah, and then at age three and a half. It was time for us to join my dad in Abu Dhabi, finally leaving Lebanon. And by finally, I just mean it was somebody else's plan. It was not my decision. So that's what happened. We left Lebanon and the attachment to my grandpa was ripped. Literally, that's how it felt like when I was doing shadow work on it. It felt like I was ripped from my projected father and I could feel it when I was meditating on it I could feel in my left hip or my left sacrum um right right side right because the right is um everything that's masculine whatever masculine figure was in your life or masculine aspects of life and yourself the left is everything f uh, female feminine okay that's the word <laughs> um so i would feel it would it would feel like kind of like a fear honestly metaphorically it was like a gaping hole that was probably left because of that and it's kind of like I was so scared in this area like my sacrum and my hip I was so scared to relax or like just be because there was nothing to lean on because it just there was like a gaping hole so there was so much anxiety and fear um, that's how I felt and that's the metaphor that came out came up uh, so that was very powerful. Now, when when the whole transition to Abu Dhabi happened, of course, a child will need to attach, right? So I attached to my dad, um, which it was a very 
tumultuous relationship with the years and I'm pretty sure we had like amazing moments and I remember being his best friend and he was my best friend um but it wasn't long until the love um until the you know his wounding would imprint on me um which led to emotional abandonment me being let down humiliated disappointed um criticized threatened to be abandoned to be punished um basically made to feel like a failure and a nobody so he never believed in me um and i i like to say that i was raised through destruction i was raised in destruction like you know ideally you'd be raised in nurture love warmth um positive things positive reinforcement but i was raised through destruction so basically and and i think that can be a cultural thing and it can just be also a result of wounding like your parents were wounded and so they pass it on unconsciously they just really solely believe that this is how a child should be raised um basically like telling a child that he will amount to nothing because he failed in class or he failed an exam and so he gets punished and made to feel like he's innately bad and innately wrong um and so i'm going to segue into how that affected me in many areas of my life probably all the areas i would say um the biggest theme in my life in this lifetime is the self N- knowing who i am i have what feels like four placements in aries which is the house of identity and i am my i was born under a new moon so my moon is like literally i i don't know how that works honestly like a few, not a few degrees like a pers- uh 0. something degrees between Aries and Taurus like it was making its way to Taurus but it was mainly in Aries and honestly it really depends on the coordinates that I that I put in when I'm searching for my chart it literally depends on the coordinates my moon is either in Aries or Taurus but I feel both energies in my moon a lot of Taurus <laughs> a lot of fixed but house of I am And so a lot of my wounds in this life relate to my identity whether my cosmic identity my place in in the cosmos my crown chakra identity or my root like who I am on earth and my place in the world and my place in the family and my place within myself just basically My main wounds are relational. It's my relationship to myself. And so, 
a lot of wounds that came from the father and the mother, honestly, but we're talking about the father, has, have, had, have affected um, my self-image, basically. My self-esteem, my self-valuing, my self-image, my self... Um, because... Yeah, just that's what it is. Anyways, let's continue. Um, and so, speaking of the self, I had developed over the years a an immune system disorder, which I'm still being diagnosed for. Um, I don't know which one, or if many of them. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at that point. Um, but basically, an immune system disorder is when your immune system is attacking itself. And it can attack different parts of your body, different organs or systems like the bones, the colon, the, um, the connective tissues, the brain. Apparently, Alzheimer is like a um, immune system disorder. Who knew? Um, but it's basically your immune system attacking your body, you. And the metaphor there is that you are attacking yourself, you are rejecting yourself, you perceive aspects of yourself to be bad, to be dangerous, to be just, yeah, that should be eradicated. And, um, yeah, because I'm innately rejecting and attacking myself, just like I was in childhood. So monkey see, monkey do, I just had a lot of self-depreciating thoughts um, and it felt like I had no support it felt it just it just felt like I was bad like I was broken like I was wrong so I'm basically telling you how it affected me um, your self-esteem and your self-value comes a lot from your parents and if if they had poor self-esteem you be sure you have some of that in you because they have most likely projected their insecurities and how they felt about themselves onto you and you somehow in this life gotta muster the courage to find your center and become your true self. So in a way I was raised by destruction. <laughs> like a phoenix from the ashes is raised. Out of chaos, peace is birthed. Um, this is hitting me a bit right now. Sometimes I feel like I bit more than I could chew in this life. I don't know if that's possible. I think everything is perfect. Whether you resolve everything in this life or not, I think a balance can be struck, you know? But sometimes it feels overwhelming. It feels like 
yo, I'm only one person and I feel like I'm carrying wounds for like a whole family. Perhaps a lot of you can relate. And yo, <laughs> uh, let's raise, let's raise our glass for us. <laughs> for the warriors, the queens and the kings doing this shadow work that makes you feel so fucking alone. But in a way you're not. I know, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. But, oh, sometimes it kind of creeps up on you and it rears its head and it goes like, Hey, you're so alone. And you're like, <laughs> But then another voice comes in and goes like, I am here. Maybe I should add echo. Let's see if I feel like it in post. <clears throat> and that's your inner power so fear not i know this is a lot of like downer information but i know you can handle it i just think you can handle this um okay so continuing um well so how it affected me it affected my relationship with finances. Um, so basically because... I'm going to tell you another anecdote. So I was meditating. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like I say that a lot. But I get a lot of insights when meditating. And it's more like a vipassana meditation where I'm like just sitting and observing my body. And I ask questions and like the right thing comes up. So I was sitting down and I was feeling into the right side of my body. And I, well, actually no. I was meditating and I asked, what do I need to know about my finances? Like what block do I have in regards to finances? In regards to supporting myself basically. And that's when I, felt the right side gaping hole <laughs> sorry the gaping hole in my right side um and interestingly enough the metaphor that came up was that i was not supported and that i couldn't rely on myself it, it felt like I was unable to just sit back and rely on myself, be like, I'm here for me, because nobody was there for me. And so I, I didn't learn how to rely. What is reliance? What is support? Zero. Reliance, self-reliance, support, self-trust, all that is like your fucking root chakra, your moneymaker or number one moneymaker, because the other one is your sacral. But if your root is all messed up, your sacral can't do shit. So that's, that's what came out. And it was pretty amazing information. Um, yeah. 
because I had no relationship with my dad, you know. When you're constantly demeaned and criticized and um, yelled at, punished, just basically rejected for who you are, um, you are no one. You become no one. You don't know who you are and who you are gets lost. You get, you, you get to find out who you are way later in life. But in the meantime, you're like a shell. Yeah, I was a shell, man. Like, just kind of like a zombie. My soul was like hovering above me rather than being embodied. And I was constantly searching for who I was through different art forms, different relationships, different styles, different personalities. I would just become anyone I could be. You know, I'm watching a TV show. I, I just, I was kind of a chameleon. Um, my style would change very fast. My hair, my hair is who I am, basically. If you watched my previous episodes, you know about my journey with my hair and hair loss and because of the immune system. So it's it's like a whole thing with who I am. And another area um, that had been affected was relationships in general. But the, the one that stands out is relationships with men. And so for, for the longest time, I was not able to be friends with guys without assuming that they would fall for me or I would fall for them. So basically, there could not be a relationship unless it was romantic. Um, for two different reasons, because I kept being told that men only want one thing and you can't be friends with men, whether society or like women in my family. Um, but also, I feel like I was searching for love through the wrong means. So by validation, by through sex, through, um, yeah, just like seducing and manipulating. Um, and I felt like if I was not getting approved by being in a relationship, by the guy choosing me in that way, then nothing could be established. Like, there, there could be no relationship. Like, I couldn't see why I would be friends with that person. Or, yeah, I, I can, in hindsight, I can see how a lot of my exes could have just been friends. Um, and I would feel that in the relationship that um, I feel like that guy, I feel like it would have felt better if we were just friends rather than had engaged in a relationship and it would just happen a bit too late and we were already in a relationship and um yeah it was just interesting because I would just sabotage myself and get in a relationship nonetheless despite all the red flags that we were incompatible um, just because I wanted to be approved of and that was the only way I knew how to have relationships with men. So, yeah. Another thing 
another way that it had affected me was how I related to others, how I kept judging others, making others feel bad for who they were, if they were anything remotely close to joyous, joyous, joyful, um, if they had things easy, I would like judge them and put them down and hate on them um, because they don't know life and because they have it easy um, so they don't know the value of things and that that's what I was told um, because my dad had like a very tough life um, a lot of trauma there um, he would keep repeating that so I kind of just grew with guilt of having fun just yeah, and so people who had it easier, literally on all levels, I would just fucking hate them. Funny enough how life sends you a lot of these people in your life <laughs> to show you that, hey, that can be possible in your life if you heal those wounds. Um, so that was another thing. That's my background. There it is. Now on to healing and how it's been happening for a while um, but I feel like this time around it's been like reaching a very high level of integration and healing so naturally I healed well I started healing the the feminine first Guys, don't drink and look at the camera at the same time. Because <laughs> that don't work. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's just put that aside. This calls for a change of position. Shit. Um, so healing the Divine Feminine first, it came to me more easily... And I feel like it does for a lot of people for some reason. I'm not going to get into that, why it's just easier to heal the mother sometimes. And I heard the opposite for other people. Like it's easier to blame the dad and heal the father stuff before the mother stuff. So anyways, but for me it was um, like I identified both quite at the same time. But I was able to heal the mother more easily, probably because... Um, I associate more with the Divine Feminine in this life. So it kind of came to me more easily. And it's it's the first relationship in your life. You know, the mother, the, the self-love comes before the love from outside. So who I am came before what I do. I don't know. I'm referring to like what I learned from Carl Jung's teachings. Um, but I was never, never, <laughs> I was never able to, so what it took for me to start healing the feminine was this like role play. I had to meet my needs at some point. Um, like you, like you know, when you heal your trauma, you feel your feelings, you let them flow, or you, whatever technique you're using, but then you gotta come back and meet the need that was not met, you know, so you, um, 
you introduce a person into your memory, um, you role play, you introduce your yourself as an adult or a figure that you, a mother figure or a dad figure that you trust and you know they will meet your needs, right? So I found that more easy to to role play the feminine rather than the masculine because every time I would role play the masculine, I would have to imagine a character rather than it being like an aspect of me. So that was pretty weird. But um, I'm not sure how it happened, like whether it was the ripe energies in the past few months, but I was finally able to find it in me to father myself and to have it come from me. Like I, I, man, it's just really complicated, which is why I don't like to talk about techniques anymore and just like stories and, um, but I was able to like double myself and heal myself. Um, and what helped as well is like I had watched a couple of movies that had like strong male figures in there and um, I'm just imagining people like Jesus and Archangel Michael and their fatherly and just unconditional presence. All of that combined helped me find this energy within myself. Um, and it opened a can of healing worms. So the relationship to the inner father is is always going to be the same as the one you had with your father. You know, so how you relate to your inner masculine is how the, the outer masculine imprinted on you. So... It was interesting because upon healing a relationship, and that happened with the mother's side as well, um, there are moments where it's easier and the, the aspect is more present and unconditionally here. Um, and there's other times where I'm not trusting it as much and where this aspect is kind of not that present and sometimes it even feels guilty that it was not there and it feels like it cannot trust it himself to be there and so it's just complete projection <laughs> complete projection and so it's just this entire rewiring subconscious rewiring that happens on like mental emotional and physical and spiritual level and that's what the healing is, and it's a whole process that takes however long it takes. Um, but no matter how much the inner father, I'm just going to read, wants to protect, no matter how much the inner father wants to protect, help, guide, mentor, trust must be built, and forgiveness must happen. Um... But I'm more and more able to feel the love and protection. Like, there, more and more I'm able to hear the inner voice and tell myself that I'm doing good and the best that I can. That I am valued. That I am believed in. And it's been... It's been just doing miracles. 
I cannot tell you how much less I care about the opinion of others. How much this rewiring has helped me accept that others, it's not their responsibility to like love me and approve me. Like that was big in my life and I can feel a transition now. I can't say that I fully transitioned because it's been a lifetime of that. But it means the world to me. Like it's just burden after burden that's unburdened. And um, yeah, it's just a lot. It's it's a lot of good. Um, all right, I'm coming to the real changes, the tangible changes. So yeah, sometimes the inner masculine will feel bad and frail because he was never able to receive this for himself. Um, which made him wishy-washy and unreliable, borderline cruel and unsuited. But right now it's this um, redemption time for him inside of myself. Um, and he's learning. Like literally I, when I say he, him, I say I. I say my, my divine masculine is learning to redeem himself, to forgive himself. He's learning how to be reliable so that he can make me feel reliable. All of that is inside me. So go figure. Good luck with that, okay? Good luck understanding what's happening. But I know you will. Um, yeah. It's a lot. So the inner father struggles still with forgiving himself. But I was able to make a promise to myself that he will learn how to be the best father he can be, which is a promise I had made on the mother's side um, because I realized, like, you know, no matter how much I would role play and try to imagine the mother, t my mother aspect telling me, like, it's okay, baby, I'm always going to be there. Um, I will never leave your side. There was still aspects of me that were like, yeah, okay, I don't trust you. I can't trust you. Um, and so she would feel bad because she's like, yeah, I don't trust that I can actually be there always. So I don't know what to do. And it was just this conflict, like this inner conflict all the time. Um, but I had made a promise um, at the 11th hour, of course, it's always at the 11th hour, that I would learn. I'd just learn because, you know, it's it's like when you say sorry to someone and you're like, sorry, I'm... I don't want to ever hurt you ever again. And that person's like, yeah, but like you didn't change overnight. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking learn because I'm, I'm not there yet. Like, I don't know how to be a better person as of yet, but I want to learn. And I want to give myself the space to learn and give you the space away from me when I'm triggered. I want to learn how to be there for myself so I can better be there for you. And that's all happening inside of me. So, yeah, all of this role play disclaimer and unconscious healing on uh, what all of this role play is um unconscious healing and reprogramming so i do that in my mind with meditation eft tapping um internal family systems visualizing and more did the same with the mother it was a relationship to establish 
still do that to this day i work on it but yeah i feel like laying down the foundation with the feminine was important to start healing the masculine um because the masculine needs nurture and to feel safe and okay um anyways i'm not gonna go into that i'm just gonna continue changes i was able to see so i mentioned some of the changes before but i realized that i became more compassionate with my father my real father i it was weird because i i felt like i had let go of expectations of him meeting certain needs of mine like safety security and affirming me and it was so unconscious because you would think like a a, a woman in her 30s still having those expectations from her father like that's weird but man we carry over unmet needs and still have unrealistic expectations in all of our relationships and i feel like i've released a lot of that and i look forward to releasing more because bro does that feel freeing it feels like you are flying but at the same time you are rooting yourself so that's fucked up my heart soars with the eagle's nest <laughs> michael scott the office <laughs> um i feel like a tree growing taller and taller and flying my leaves flying in the wind and my roots grounding into the earth so it's very beautiful so um and the way letting go of these expectations had manifested is that i i just i was less disappointed in him like there were certain things that he would do there are certain things that he does um where it would make me feel like he's not taking care of himself and it would make me feel insecure and afraid for my survival because he wasn't taking care of himself um and i feel like now i just feel like a bit of lifting of that because I, I'm, I'm like more able to see him as a separate person, like as a separate being who's sovereign in his world with his, like with him just being responsible for himself, basically. Um, and, and I'm just way less, if not, not at all affected by how he feels, which in... Um, okay so it it resulted in me becoming more compassionate with my father which was something i noticed um with the mother it's something i noticed with the mother um that the more i would mother myself the more i was able to mother my mother now that's fucked up let me explain Feeling nurture, compassion, unconditional love, unconditional presence towards someone 
can never be given unless you give that to yourself. And so, um, I, so I have an anecdote with my mom. She got, she had back pain one day and was not able to sleep. And she, like, I would hear her, I think I heard her at like 1 a.m., um, walking above and I love silence when I sleep and I can't bear someone being awake at 1am like what the fuck are you doing um but then I remembered that my mom has back pain and I wonder if that's her because she's unable to sleep and I go upstairs and I see her and I just took care of her, brought her water, helped her place a couple of pillows, which I can't, I can't believe she didn't think of that, but, um, well, she wasn't able to move. So I carried the pillows, put the pillows, helped her, like tucked her in basically like fucking mother does to her child, um, and stroke her hair until she fell asleep and then went back to bed. And I surprised myself because had I still been carrying the fear of like, oh my God, my mother, like what if something happens to her? Oh my God, then, then, uh, uh, um, and there was also this like weird thing about like, oh, so you're using your sickness to like attract attention. Like, I don't want to give you attention. I don't want to take care of you. Um, because my parents had taken care of their parents and it's like it was a wound and a fear of mine to take care of my own parents when I wasn't ready and so it was a big fear and had I not tended to this fear and this wound um, I would never have taken care of her from my heart which was a big one for me um, I was just giving her from my heart rather than from a place of obligation right because my parents had helped everyone out of obligation because otherwise you know they would be seen as bad or selfish or whatever and i grew up with this thing against obligation that turned me into a completely selfish person like i just did not want to be there for you because i felt like i was obliged and yeah once that burden was lifted then i was able to have that experience with her which was very powerful and i had an experience like that with my dad um but it was like on a much subtler level and i'm gonna get there um but in the meantime um back to dad so um, one thing that I noticed that changed or that is happening in my life to help me heal a bit more was that I began to attract men, friends, literally, that I love so much, so much, like they're my bros. And 
I value them as human beings and I have no expectations and I just love them so much. Um, I started to see my father for who he is, so I said that, a separate being, and started releasing the burdens of feeling responsible for his shortcomings and failures, so I had more compassion. I'm just like, okay, I'm responsible for my life and you for your life, it's fine. If you guys hear any sounds, that's because people are in the kitchen. So, yeah, I was releasing the hold within myself and it just felt great, felt great. Um, so I have an anecdote and we will, we will end on this anecdote and a mindset right after. So stay until the end because there's an important mindset that I will be sharing with you that helped me that without this mindset, honestly, I would say that a lot of my healing would not have happened. At least not as fast. I was driving my father back from the airport relatively late, like it was around 8. And around 8, I like to be um, in my room tending to a last-minute thing that I have to do during the day. Um, I'm not driving on highways at 8. So I felt pretty tired and I had asked him for silence I didn't shut him up but I just said like hey I feel tired do you mind having like a, a quiet drive and I did not feel the need to entertain him like I had felt before it's weird it's like this weird anxiety and um, expectation on myself to just kind of say funny things and entertain him and and be there for him and just fucking burdens on my shoulder and yesterday that's when the anecdote happened i did not feel that like at all during the entire drive it was relatively quiet a few comments here and there um but i was okay i was just like yeah hey man i need quiet and that's that's it that's it was so powerful, it was so powerful. Um, and when I would talk, what was so interesting is that my throat chakra in the past few weeks had been doing so much clearing and releasing. My voice felt much stronger and prominent when speaking to him. It did not falter and I noticed that I was not getting these images or feelings that I'm still like a child who can't be trusted and has no value to adults. Like I would still, I would have that image in my mind. So that was super interesting. And so powerful because my voice always represented how I felt about myself and speaking my truth. And if your voice falters when you talk to someone, you be sure that you are not feeling like you are safe enough to speak your truth. And that's not the person's fault at all. Even if they're making you feel like you can't speak your truth, you can always choose 
to get the fuck out or to still speak your truth and not care about how they f well not yeah not care about the reaction and that's how i felt yesterday my voice was just so like i felt so centered um and yeah it was really powerful i felt so much in my center and so poised and i felt like his equal rather than the child um, and another thing that has been changing is that I'm taking more and more control of my finances and working on my projects has never been so strategic, practical. Like I, my approach is so much more, yeah, strategic and, and, and practical. I make tests before doing something. I tell myself that it's okay when I failed when when something didn't work out like I'm actually saying when something doesn't work out instead of saying I failed um, I can see I'm working on a project right now and I've had many tests fail um, and I'm still going at it I'm just like hey man like I need to learn somehow and I didn't have that mindset before because I didn't have any room for mistakes and that's another thing tied into immune system disorders when you were made to feel like you had no room for mistakes then you are not allowed to be who you are you're not allowed to play you're not allowed to just be um, so the way I'm handling my finances and my projects feels so much more masculine like I'm actually relying on myself and it feels like I have a backbone to sit on and stand straight on instead of like just restlessly working just to say that I'm productive and, and wishy-washiness and going all over the place because I don't have a center a direction a plan yeah, basically like the divine masculine aspect of creation. And now on to the mindset before we close. So the mindset that really helped me was something that I either downloaded intuitively or just freaking came to me magically, uh, which is uh, one and the same. And it's something like, if it was done to me in this life, then I must have done it to someone else in a past life or in this life because vibration is vibration and if you're carrying that vibration it's like um, it goes back and forth so sometimes sometimes we have a blind spot and we're like oh I was treated so poorly and I was manipulated by narcissists and fuck narcissists and like they're they're like so manipulative and we don't see how we manipulate how we how we are the narcissist because it's a fucking vibration like you only attract people that mirror aspects of yourself that you don't see and the Ho'oponopono prayer 
I'm sorry, please forgive me, I thank you and I love you has helped a lot. And it's not a fucking mantra that you just repeat. You need to feel that I'm taking responsibility for what my dad has caused to me. Not not that you're like condoning what he did, but more like I am sorry for so I did this like thing in my mind where I really thought I told myself like if he if everyone in this life is here to help me learn something and if we had done a contract before coming to earth or like up there that hey man I'm gonna teach you that because we need to learn about this and perhaps I treated him that way or I treated others that way and he was treated that way and so he wants to learn an aspect of this and I want to learn another aspect and in this life we're like okay I'm gonna be your father I'm gonna be your daughter and I'm gonna treat you that way so you get to learn so that means I've done that to others and funny enough as soon as I would think that and do a little bit of soul searching I would have so much guilt come up and the healing would just manifest so much faster because you cannot forgive others unless you have forgiven yourself I I was never able to forgive others unless I forgiven myself so whoever lived the codependent side of things for example has dabbled with the narcissistic side and everything goes both ways and we of course find it easier to blame without admitting that we have blind spots and it's it's a part of the game like it's a part of like digging into your shadows and it's okay to blame for a while it's okay to um, but that was a, a huge fundamental in my healing a huge fundamental mindset that I I'm very thankful of having learned very early on in my like awakening um, is that you carry both sides you do and that's what helped me probably dig even deeper into healing the divine masculine and so yeah that's that if you had it done to you you must have done it to someone else in another life you hold that vibration, vibration is vibration, I know it's tough to look within and be like how did I fuck people over this way but how else will you understand the person and that doesn't mean you condone them for their actions, that doesn't mean that their actions were righteous that just means that you learned a little bit more about unconditional love and it doesn't mean you accept them into your life and accept what they did and oh you're my brother it just means that you're like yeah I know why you did that it's fine I mean it's not fine but I know why you did that you're fucking hurt you're so far away from source of course you're gonna do that I respect you I respect your choice at least um, I respect that you are a, a powerful infinite being who has made a choice I respect your holiness 
and I also respect myself. And because we live in a dualistic world, I do have the choice not to spend my time with you. But peace be with you, brother. <laughs> and on that note, peace be with you. And I hope that episode blew your fucking mind. Or I hope it confused you. <laughs> Either way, I'll see you in the next one. And that was a long one. I hope your tea is cold. Because <laughs> mine is. Bye!